0: Listening to Jeff Hughes, and you're listening to the Ebook Revolution, broadcast by MadhouseMedia.com.au. That's www.madhousemedia.com.au. And I'm uh, Jeff Hughes um, from Madhouse Media. Now, one thing that concerns me, uh, one thing I'm interested about, is the difference between a writer and an author, and. What I think, I think writers should always be called authors. Now, what do you think about this? Let's just um, bear me out, have a listen, and um, I'd like to maybe start a dialogue on this. Uh, Pop back onto the website, w and maybe uh, leave a note. But why writers should always be called authors? authors. Now, um, I think this is a pretty important point. There was a blog post written by Michael Kozlowski uh, a while ago on Good E-Reader, and you can probably Google it and find it, and his basic argument was that writers shouldn't be as presumptuous to call themselves authors unless they have you know, validation from you know, a real publishing house. So when the... You know, so basically they shouldn't call themselves authors unless they've been signed up to a contract. And, you know, the, the signing of a contract and um, the validation of a, a real publishing house makes them a real author. Now, this sort of cuts across the whole business mindset of being an authorpreneur, an independent author in, in, in my view. And Michael wrote, you know, just because it's easy to upload your written word so that it can be downloaded to another machine does not make you an author any more than buying a stethoscope allows me to be called a doctor. Well, that's true. And he did go on to have a round about the advent of the do-it-yourself ebook publishing world, I think, and that it devalues the word author. Now, I don't think it does that. And I want to have a rant as well, because I think it's a pretty ridiculous argument. Now, here's why, really. If you create something, right, whatever that is, you're the author of that work. So whether you're creating a painting, a story, a business plan, or a song, it's pretty irrelevant if it's been sold, bought, or validated by some professional gatekeeper, you know, at one point, the art didn't exist, and you made it. Now it does. So you're the author of it, and that <laughs> that's the end of it. So you're the author of your life, of your successes and failures. If, you, if you've got the guts to put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard and write something that exists in a complete and public form, well, surely to Christ, you're the author of that as well. And whether it generates income is pretty irrelevant, I think. How it becomes public, it doesn't devalue the authorship. I mean, the act of um, creating the art defines the authorship. Do you follow me? You, You create something, you are the author. You don't need to be validated by a... Publishing house. If you write a book to be an author, you've writ- written the book. <clears throat> if you if you write a term paper, you're the author of that term paper. It's not going to be published. You, you're the author. So arguing that write- writers devalue the word author by having the outrageous to marry you to self-publish, I think it makes a simple mistake. Now, don't get me wrong. Some self-published books. Are absolute rubbish and that that's true rubbish on all sorts of levels like there hasn't been thought put into the content or the cover or any of the the, the production mechanism to create the ebooks that maybe rushed out is is a kind of way to say it but it's it's untrue that all self published books are therefore rubbish as well i think what is true is that the good and the bad, the sold and the un- unsold? They all had authors. How how couldn't how couldn't they? They just didn't like blink into existence these things. They were created. So whether it's crap or not crap, it still had an author. They were created. The good and the bad, the crap and the uncrap, the funded and the unfunded, and I think that. Argue only good writers, authors, it's just bullshit, really. Because (laughs) there's enough bad, you know, I'm putting finger exclamation mark, professional authors in the world to really put a hole in that argument. I mean, you know, there's some crap uh, professional authors. Tell me that I'm wrong. There's some awful self-published books. You know, I'm not denying that. That's just how it is. But there's also some pretty appallingly professionally produced books as well. Now, these books have earned, you know, some author. Again, my little finger quotation marks. They've earned some author a nice little advance. But in the process, whole forests have been felled, whole Areas the size of Tasmania have been laid bare to produce books that nobody wants to read. Unloved and badly reviewed books that fill discount bookshops throughout the English-speaking world. And you've seen it yourself, you know. Go into a a, a, um, a, a re- remainder bookshop and just marvel at some of this stuff that's... It's, <laughs> been professionally produced uh, and also has been given a contract um, the book has been produced nobody's bought it and here it is on the remainder um, table for like 50 cents and I've picked up some great bargains that way as well but these books like I said they've earned somebody a nice little advance and they end up on the remainder table until finally they're pulped and recycled into, what, more bad fiction. All this stuff had an author. So just because somebody, a writer, just because a writer self-publishes, does that give them less of a right to be called an author? I argue no. Because in the professional model, Where's the quality control? Okay? What I've talked about is a model of writers that are made professional and, you know, they they become official authors and they produce appalling genre, copycat, unsellable rubbish. And really, as I said, just walk into any remainder bookshop and have a look on what's on the table which is really like the, the the last train before all these sad old books you know go to go to be pulped and uh reincarnated so it's pretty clear really that just being published by a dead tree publisher it never was and never will be any reason to say is quality writing. So therefore, why should somebody that really puts some quality and professional do-it-yourself quality control into an independently produced book, why should not they be called an author as well? Of course they're an author. You know, another argument on the other side is there should be some sort of income threshold the writer must declare before they can call themselves a proper author. That is bullshit as well. I mean, Kozlowski cites membership rules for the American Society of Publishers and others that stipulate an income threshold before you can join. You know, so what? I mean, these, these clubs can have whatever rules they like. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of... Um, <laughs> the old school golf clubs that won't let you in, let you in if you're wearing blue jeans. Um, I, I remember a few years ago I was um, playing in a band and we we had a gig at a very upmarket um, golf club in Sydney called the Roseville Golf Club. And this is very, very old school, very, very upper class, um, very high socio-demographic area, I suppose you say. Anyway, we we turned up early to set the equipment up, and it was the middle of summer, so I had jeans and t-shirt on, and we we were setting up um, the equipment um, for uh, New Year's Eve, which the gig was, and we finished setting up. So what is the first thing a rock and roller wants when he um, finishes lugging in all this equipment? A nice, refreshing beer, of course. And... um, So I walk over to the bar and (laughs) these characters straight out of a Jeeves novel, novel, um, behind the bar, (laughs) just studiously ignoring me, um, serving people that were coming left, right. I'm just standing there politely waiting to, to, um, just order a beer for, for (laughs) me and one of the bandmates. And, um, (laughs) Finally, this this old guy behind the bar leans over. With a, he has a bow tie on, you know, bro creamed hair, a little, little tiny mustache, and he leans over and says, um, yes, can I help you? And this is after about 20 minutes. I said, could I get a beer, please? And he just said, I'm sorry, sir, I can't serve, serve you wearing jeans. <laughs> Extraordinary. Um, these so-called societies—that it, it, it always makes me think of that. You know, you know. Even though you, you're a jean where I, I could have been the next Tiger Woods, you know, but they—they they, they wouldn't wouldn't let me even have a beer, let alone membership, because I wore jeans. It's a nice, cosy gentleman's club for real golfers. Just like the Society publishes as a nice, cosy gentleman's club for uh, real, I'm going to put my imaginary exclamation marks with my fingers, for real authors. So I think Groucho Marx has the best um, <laughs> quote on this. And basically he said, I don't want to belong to any club that will accept people like me as a member. <laughs> I'm with Groucho on that. There's a lot wrong with this argument, uh, you know the argument where we about having to earn a certain amount of money from from your writing before you can be considered an author. now again it's it just it's just designed to exclude entrepreneurs and really entrepreneurs don't need to be part of that club there's a lot wrong with the argument you know that as an artist unless and here's the argument that unless you're earning money from your art that you have no right to call yourself an artist or an author now if we took this argument to its logical extremity that immediately discounts a very, very long list of writers who were rejected over and over again by these so-called—I call them—the gatekeepers of Dead Tree Publishing. Let's just have a look at some of some of the authors that were knocked back, right? Um, these are authors that under the rule of Kozlowski's, talking about that we should have some income threshold before you can be called an author, right? Now, these authors were knocked back many times, rejected before they made a cent from their writing. Writers like George Orwell, Jack Kerouac, Stephen King, J.D. Salinger, H.G. Wells, even J.K. Rowling, and... More recently, you know, some of the poster boys for entrepreneur um, and self-publishing, like Hugh Howey um, from the Wool Science Fiction series. But um, if you want to, if you want to have a laugh, have a look at uh, literaryrejections.com com, and that'll give you a full list because it's a huge list, and I think it just shoots complete holes in the argument that you can't, you shouldn't dare call yourself an author unless you, you know, you make, you know, X dollars per month. I mean, have a look, literaryrejections.com, and uh, that's got a complete list there. And, you know, I've always argued this, you know, the, the good things that a traditional publisher can bring to a writer is this, they can bring editorial input uh, design, uh, cover design, you know, layout, quality control, and of course, brand and marketing. And in the new world of uh, the entrepreneur, um, if, if you want to be a successful independent writer, you've got to do all this yourselves. And um, you've got to ensure, take on and ensure that you have the best quality control because a traditional publisher gives you that, sure. That's <clears throat> one of the benefits, of course. So going the independent entrepreneur track, you've really got to take on the quality control yourself. And that means you've got to hire people with the right professional backgrounds. You've got to you know, organize editors, uh, cover designers, layout. You've got to make a great product. You've got to write a great book whether it's fiction or non-fiction, it um, doesn't really matter. It, as long as the the product you're putting out there <clears throat> is as professional as what a, a trad publisher can put together for you. So that, that's what I see is the main difference between um, traditional publishing and independent um, entrepreneur Writers, authors. We're talking about why independent entrepreneurs should be called authors. And of course, they should be called authors. You do it yourself, you've got to do it professionally, you've got to make a great product. Take pride in your work, people. <laughs> Don't put rubbish out there. You know, I've said this many times, too, just because you can um, quickly upload something to Amazon. KDP select, it don't mean you should. Get, get some advice, get some feedback. Make sure what you do publish is the best that you can put together. You you want to put together a professional, slick product. Now, if a writer's got something to say, you know, or a story to tell or something to teach, and they find an audience that's interested in Reading and paying them, it's your responsibility. Your your responsibility to make your quality control right up there with um, any book that's published by a major, and then basically, <coughs> it's an equal playing field. Then you've got a great product. As an independent writer author, you've you've also got to wear a marketing hat and do all that's possible to grow your tribe and get your book in front of an audience. Now, if we do all that and we still have no audience, well, into the digital remainder bin we go. We don't, we don't go on the um, you know, the dollar bookshelf table. It just um, off it goes. After all that, you've still got the right to be called an author. Whether somebody bought the work or not, It's been produced. Somebody somewhere may find some value in it. So whether you've been admitted to the club or not really has no bearing on whether you should or should not be called an author. I maintain you create something, you are the author of it. Whether it's a song, whether it's an e-book, Um, because, you know, who, who are we to say that one book is more worthy than another only because it's of its means of finance and production, you know, authors produce them all. So you you can't argue that just because a book's been produced by Random House, okay, does that make some rubbish produced by Random House any more worthy than a useful, um, entertaining, professionally produced ebook produced by an independent author that that finds an audience and sells a book. What, what's the difference here? There's no difference. An author is an author, you know. And I think the. The argument that you know, I can I can buy a stethoscope and call myself a doctor. Well, that's that's bullshit, too, too. Really, I mean, it's it's a it's a funny little one-liner, but there are a whole lot of success stories in independent publishing and and um, entrepreneurship. And I maintain, and j- just as a way of wrapping up this rant (laughs) this podcast rant why writers should always be called authors if you create something you're the author and if you're going to um be an independent writer publisher then be professional about it take some pride in your work that's all i'm saying writers should always be called as authors i'm jeff Hughes from madhouse media um you can read the um, podcast notes at www.madhousemedia.com.au. And um, you can also hear my show on, on Stitcher, Radio On Demand. If you haven't got it already, get the free app today. Um, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to your favorite show. Discover lots more like this one. Over 20,000 podcasts, news, entertainment, and sports shows, etc., 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 in better, it's in four million car dashboards. So maybe you're listening to this in your Prius <laughs> right now. If you haven't got Stitcher, download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. And of course, we're also in the um, iTunes App Store as well. That's it for me, Jeff Hughes from the Ebook Revolution from Madhouse Media. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.